time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Some celebrations are sneaky, and they are so sneaky that you don't even notice them. They just slip on past you, and it's really easy to not even notice them at all so that you don't celebrate them at all. And the problem with this is that we need to celebrate our wins. We need to celebrate and notice when we've grown and changed so that we can feel like we're growing and acknowledge where we've come from, right? I mean, like, wow, look what you couldn't do yesterday that you're doing now. You're growing and you're changing, especially if you're involved in any kind of uh, new relationship with yourself, any kind of particular new practices that you're working on. You're working with a coach. You're doing some like new journaling thing. You want to know that it's working, right? Like you get this idea at first of like, I'm going to make some improvements. But if you have the sneaky wins (laughs) that, you know, slip on by and you don't notice them, you really miss out. You really miss out on a chance to acknowledge yourself and build trust with yourself because you build trust by taking action and by doing things. You build confidence the more you do things. So if you're not witnessing these great changes that you're making, then you might not benefit from the confidence that those things can bring you right? So this will look differently for everyone, dear listener. So uh, one of my clients had a fun celebration that is an unlikely, unlikely celebration, a sneaky celebration. Um, She didn't do her homework. Now, that doesn't sound like a win to a lot of people. And for a lot of people, it's not a win. There's other people who don't do their homework, and it's not a win. It's Uh, revealing some kind of resistance or something else. And that's a different kind of path with coaching. But this client, she never missed homework. She would, if I gave her, you know, five prompts instead of answer the ones you think, you know, have resonance, they would all be answered. There would be extra bonus addendum. Like there would be so much homework done. This person was always filling out, just doing everything right. If there was a gold star to be given, this client would get it, okay? And in fact, I have a lot of clients. <laughs> My, you guys are probably listening like, is that me? There's there's a lot of you gold stars out there. <laughs> so one day, this client, uh, we get on the call and she was so excited to report back as she often was, but there was a kind of giddiness this time. And she said, Jeanette, you're going to be so proud of me. I didn't do my homework. And I knew immediately what that meant. And it was 
thrilling. So here it is. If you haven't hired a coach, you probably think this is weird, right? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So she's hired you and you gave homework and she didn't do it. And the two of you were celebrating. What is happening? Well, what is happening is sometimes, sometimes we're really good at following instructions and we're really good at doing professional or personal growth work. Um, you know, building on, you know, a few episodes ago, you are a person, not a project. We're really good at making projects out of the things in our life and being really accountable, really responsible people, right? And so this time she looked at the homework. The point of the homework in coaching is to move the learning forward, to deepen it and to move it into your life. It's not just about these conversations. It's about what also happens between those conversations. So we show up together in a call. And then in the time between that and the next call, you, the client, would be doing this work on your own, building your own muscle, exploring and finding new information to then you know, bring these realizations back, report what happened. Now what's changed now that we've done this in the world, right? Otherwise you're doing that thing that a lot of us did with church where it's like, yeah, we just show up about once a week, feels good. Then back to the same old, same old, <laughs> which, you know, um, that's one way to go, right? But that's not what coaching is really for, right? Not to make you feel better once a week. It's like, let's make some real change that involves action in your life, right? So this client looked at the homework that, you know, she had agreed to and co-created. It's always done that way, right? Um, you're not doing something you don't want to do. Um, it seemed like the right homework at the time after our session. It seemed like, wow, there's these blocks or there's these things I really need to work through and understand or whatever. I don't actually remember what the homework was in its exactly in its exact form, but it doesn't matter. There was some kind of work, right? But then she looked at it and she was like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> like, and it, because sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time, this is one of my number one things to, um, to notice and love and soften is that often the problem that I have is just the idea that there's a problem at all. If I think even like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not being a, a good wife to myself or, you know, I'm not, whatever. The thing is, you know, it's like, it's not actually a problem. I just, it's my judgment of the whole thing that's a problem. It's me imagining there's a problem. You know, do I have limiting beliefs. Maybe I should like work on those for like 17 more months before I, I take, take action in something I really want to do, right? It's like, what if my beliefs are fine? What if my skill set is fine? What if I'm fine? What if I am gorgeous and wonderful and perfect? And yes, I'll be different tomorrow. What if there's no problem at all? What if I don't need to process every single thing that went wrong in every single previous relationship or attempt at, you know, following your creative dream, you know, like, what if you didn't need to figure all that out first? What if you didn't need to do all that? There's a time and a place. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm always doing this work on some level or another, but there's that time where it's like, you know what? I don't need to journal about my feelings of inadequacy right now. Maybe actually I just need to act like I'm great and just believe it 
and enjoy myself, right? So with this client, it was something to that effect, some kind of realization, but also the fact that she didn't do the homework because that was a rebellious act. That was out of character. There was a change happening, right? You can hear this, right? So she, this was out of character. Whereas actually I've had other clients do the same thing in the opposite where like they don't typically like to do homework that's been assigned. It comes in a more uh, organic kind of noticing or they create it as they go. And then every once in a while, they'll go on some kind of deep dive with, <laughs> with the journaling um, and show up like kind of like, a, like one of those gold star people. Gold star people, I call them that just they're not better than <laughs> no one's better. There's no better way. We all have our different different ways of showing up and learning and growing. The gold stars are my affectionate term for, um, like I think about those charts in elementary school, you know, you get a gold star every time you do something. And there were some of us that just, we needed that whole row, you know? <laughs> so, um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, so that was a sneaky celebration, but she caught it and we celebrated together, right? Um, that was really fun. Another one was, um, here's a sign that you might need to celebrate that's unusual, a sneaky celebration. You're bored. Is there something that used to be a big problem that you just find boring now? Like you're just like, I don't want to read another book about boundaries. It's boring. I've read eight books on boundaries. I'm good. You know, is there like um, an area of your life that you used to feel so lacking and you used to want to try to figure it out? And maybe you did or maybe you didn't, but you just don't really care anymore. And I'm not talking about like resigning yourself and giving up and feeling sad about it. I'm talking about like boredom, like where you're just like, yeah, I don't really want to play with that anymore. That can be some, those can be some of the biggest celebrations, but we don't catch them because we don't think of like, hey, are you bored? Go out and treat yourself. You know, like those aren't things that we usually align, um, you know, so there might be something that you used to find um, unattainable, that you used to find scary. Like, um, you know, maybe you have a writing practice Maybe sharing your writing with others used to be terrifying or a complete no, like you just would avoid doing it at all costs. Um, maybe um, like you have like, I don't know, a morning routine and for a long time you fought it and you were annoyed by it and you couldn't do it and it was this huge thing. Like if only I had a morning routine, then my life would be so great. There must be something wrong with me. And somehow along the way, either <laughs> you don't have one at all, but you find the idea boring or you have one now and it's kind of no big deal. Such a no big deal that you don't think it's worth celebrating. But I wanted to just call attention to any of your sneaky celebrations, things that are easy to do now. Maybe these are anniversaries of things that you might have celebrated before and now they're just kind of what you do. Dear listener, I want you to celebrate those things. I had a huge struggle with flossing my teeth for the longest time, decades, in fact. And I tried all these different ways 
And I t- tried all these different hacks and I tried all these different things to motivate. And it felt so ridiculous because I'm like, this is an activity that really takes almost zero time. <laughs> and for some reason, I just couldn't get into this habit. Even after this, like this is pre-coaching. And then even after that, I'm like, okay, now I've got all these tools and I still, I still can't bring myself to floss. It was absurd. It was clear that there was an negative impact from this choice. And uh, I just still didn't do it. One day I finally made a decision. I decided to decorate a calendar with a Sharpie string hanging off the side so I could mark off the days like right by the (laughs) the bathroom sink. And uh, I put silly phrases on that had to do with flossing on all the things. I just, I made it absurd. I made it a game. And I also changed one more thing. I didn't just become a flosser. I did an experiment where I flossed from one dentist appointment to the next so that I had like data. I had one dentist checkup where it was like, you know, bloodbath city wasn't a big surprise. (laughs) The polite hygienist asking me if I floss. I'm like, that's hilarious. Obviously, I don't floss. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see if this really makes a difference. So I was going to floss for, I don't know if it was six months, let's say, between appointments, six or nine months at the time. Um, and I could do that. And I was like, there, I'm going to do that. And then after that, I can see how it feels and I'll choose to keep flossing or not or whatever. And I did it. I flossed every freaking day between (laughs) that dentist appointment and the next. And no one will be surprised that it had an extraordinarily positive impact on my next dental visit. Um, and at that point I habit was in, it was good. I've been flossing for years now. I don't even know how long ago that was. Um, but I don't even think about it anymore, right? It seems funny. I like the story. I've all, all the like, keeping floss in the shower. Like I've tried, <laughs> I tried all these things and somehow I couldn't do it. Um, but now I've been flossing for, actually, let's think about this. So at least 10 years, probably more, maybe 12 years, but let's say 10 years, 10 years of being like a total flosser, right? Maybe several times a day. Um, I feel freaking great about that. It's boring because it's just something I do every day. Um, But this is something that actually took me a very long time to establish. And now I'm establishing a decade of being a flosser, something that felt impossible that now is incredibly dull. (laughs) This is not like a huge thing, except that it is because I couldn't do it for so long. Right. So, um, and, and, and lastly, I will say that this has happened on more than one occasion. When I work with clients one-on-one, I ask them questions at the very beginning. And now coaching is an investment. Coaching is, um, you know, you, you're, you're putting your money and your time down. You are saying yes to really prioritizing this work, right? It's not just something someone might do on a whim. So... Because of that, I want to know what are the like three to five, ama- if you could have three to five absolutely amazing outcomes by the end of this, what would they be? Like just dream big um, and let's see what what's there. So depending on how the client would answer that question, some people answer it with a much um, like a more difficult to measure thing. Some are more specific. Some are all about the same thing. It's different from person to person, but Many times we've come to the end of that where it's sort of like, oh, 
Like, well, yeah, yeah, that's already happening. And it's almost a bit of a letdown. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, what did I put? This is so great. And then it's just kind of like, oh, I'm celebrating this thing. Like, oh, but here's the important thing to remember is that when when that person wrote that down, they were answering the question, what would be an amazing outcome? What would make this so worthwhile? So what I celebrate is the change in the person, not whether or not they reach those specific goals or not, or if they worded it in a way that is helpful to measure. None of that really matters. It's who was the person putting that down on paper? And who's the person looking back at it now? Because the change is happening within you. It's happening within your relationship with yourself. Where like that person who just signed up was, you know, really gung-ho, really enthusiastic, ready for a big change. Usually that means there's some kind of pain going on. There's something really unsatisfying. They're feeling stuck. If they weren't feeling stuck, they wouldn't hire me to help them, right? So this is from a place where someone was stuck and didn't think this could happen. They thought if this happened, it would be amazing, right? And they paid for it. And then it's like later on, it's like, oh, that old thing, (laughs) that old thing. Yeah. Yeah. That old thing, that old thing used to feel impossible. That old thing felt worth signing up for three months of coaching with me. Isn't it funny that it kind of seems ridiculous now, right? What has changed? Like this part is so interesting to me. And I just want to make sure that whatever you've got going on in your life, maybe there's something that you are just tolerating really well, or maybe it's something that's absent from your life now. Maybe there was like a group dynamic you used to always be a part of, and you don't remember the last time you put up with that nonsense or participated in that nonsense. You know, maybe you use your voice more now than you used to. Um... Maybe you floss. Maybe you get up and listen to birds in the morning. Maybe you just have a little more time for yourself. And maybe there was a time where that felt indulgent and selfish in a bad way. And um, where you'd need to make excuses for it. Or or you couldn't even hear the birds because you were just worrying all the time. Like they might be so small, but actually what's going on in the small things, in the boredom, in the like lack of interest in what goals used to be exciting, in not doing your homework, <laughs> in the things that you stop doing and say no to, um, the absence of things. Behind these things are often beautiful transformations that you have worked for. You've worked for with your attention. You've worked for by accepting yourself, creating a loving environment, allowing yourself to feel good, Allowing yourself to make decisions on your own, to not just do what you're told, to dream bigger, to dream bigger. I love it. I love it. I love it. When clients get to the end of the first three months of working with me, where they decide if they're going to continue or not, and their dreams felt small. (laughs) The dreams that they started out with feel small. And now it's just easier to dream bigger, that is not a little thing. And that is not a frivolous thing. Because through that change of who they were and who they've become, through that ability to dream more, 
through that ability to be, to believe that it's possible or that they might be deserving or that it's okay to dream that big. Things happen in the world because of that stuff. You have to imagine it first. You have to have the thought first. The things that become available, not just for those people's lives, my clients' lives or any of you listening who have had that experience, but of all of who you touch, all of who you interact with, all the, the planet. Like there's so many things that you might create that do so much good in the world that you wouldn't have dared to create at a time where you didn't feel worthy of that dream or you couldn't even really access a dream where when whatever was amazing was a lot smaller. So dear listener, what is boring? What is easy? What have you not done? What have you said no to? What book have you just put down? Because you're not going to finish another book <laughs> that you don't like. <laughs> right? Like that, maybe you never could do that before. You're like, oh, I got to get to the end of the book. And it's like, why? There's so many books in the world and you will never, ever be able to read them all. Maybe that little thing like, yeah, I stopped reading books if I was bored. You know what that means? You value your fucking time now. You allow yourself to get off the hook of a rule that maybe you made up or maybe you interpreted it or maybe you were given it from like a parent or a teacher. Maybe you've let that go. Maybe you're reclaiming how you want to spend your time, the voices you want to fill your head with. That's not a little thing. It's not just about the book. What are your sneaky celebrations, dear listener? I would love for you to share them with me. Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. You can always email me there. And rest assured that if you join us in the art of self-marriage, there will be a lot of celebrating. There will be a lot of noticing. There will be a lot of championing these little shifts that you're making because they're usually not little by the time you can actually see them, right? These things you're taking off your list, this person you're becoming. You're always becoming that person. When we work together, I'm really good at showing you how awesome you are right now. You can already start enjoying it by enjoying who you are now. That is the most important part about who you become, right? If you're spending all of your time criticizing yourself and feeling like you're not enough, that impacts the becoming. If you spend time marveling at how transformative you are, how wonderful you are, how what a catch you are, all these things that there are to love about yourself, that influences your becoming. So let's find all the sneaky celebrations together. You can apply theartofselfmarriage.com. You will find everything that you need there. If you don't, please reach out and email me. Ask me any question you would like. In the meantime, much, much thanks to the fabulous Allison Tarr of techcoven.com. And you, dear listener, you are someone worth celebrating, worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care of yourself. 
and we'll talk to you soon.